0: Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solace, and with me today is, um, hello? Hello? Well, looks like it's just you and me. Apparently, the rest of the Designated Drinker Show team is off planning and preparing for our upcoming season, and boy, is it going to be a good one. But since I have you here, I'd love to introduce you to another one of our amazing podcasts, and that is Between Acts. It's an immersive audio theater podcast experience. I love it. I truly think it's amazing. But of course, I might just be a little bit biased. So why don't you be the judge for yourself and check out this episode of Between Acts, which I handpicked just for you, by the way. Why is that? Well, Duh, silly. It's titled Happy Hour. But first, why don't you go find your favorite theater appropriate cocktail recipe at designateddrinker.show and then meet me right back here. And then we can jump right in as three lawyers tip back a few and dream about the perfect way to kill their boss. It's just their version of boozy banter. Or is it? Enjoy the show. <laughs>
1: Hello. Upstairs, mezzanine to your left. Welcome.
2: Row D, C, 14, straight down to the
3: money. Honey, there's a great
2: seats. Program?
3: Places,
4: everyone.
2: Places, please.
4: Wow, these drinks are strong. Am I living in the twilight God, style? I
2: love it when you talk dirty to me. Ladies
4: and gentlemen, welcome to Between Acts, an immersive audio experience where each episode takes you on a spellbinding theatrical journey. Here, Here, we set the stage for your imagination to freely venture through the works of newfound playwrights.
5: I killed him.
4: I'm a murderer! From dramas to comedies, and everything in between. We are
3: coming.
6: Today, Between Acts proudly presents. Happy hour. Say I needed to show him some documents. And then he'd close the door. Snap! I do the deed.
2: Three overworked, underpaid attorneys meet for happy hour. While trying to drink away their problems, they imagine the
4: perfect murder of their boss. It's just a way to pass the time, or is it? For the safety of our actors, flash photography is strictly prohibited. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
2: I'd rather have a martini.
5: Whiskey on the rocks for me, please. Thank you.
2: Coming up. I thought you invited the twerp.
5: I did. He must be running
2: late. What? That's so unlike him.
5: (laughs) Here you are. That was fast. Thank you. Cheers.
2: Cheers? What are we cheersing? I don't know. The twerp? I don't think so. I'm at my limit with the little bitch. Ugh, honestly, if he whines to me about how hard he's working one more goddamn time, I swear to you, I will throw my drink in his face. Well, not mine, but I'll throw your drink at him.
5: Hey, leave my drink out of this. She's all I've got.
2: What about your wife and son?
5: My booze at least pretends to like me.
3: Sit wherever you'd like. I'll be right with you. Thanks, I'm meeting some
2: people. I'm serious. He needs to nut up and do his job or get the hell out. uh, I need a drink.
5: I bet. Oh, brother. Uh, Sorry you got stuck with old man Coop tonight. He's the worst.
6: I literally feel like I might die. Mm. I am that exhausted and stressed. Literally. If you don't mind, I'm going to put my head down on the table and pass out. Give me your drink.
5: Don't you you get your hands off.
6: I've actually spent the last hour plotting how I could kill that old geezer and make it look like an accident.
3: Sorry for the wait. What can I get you?
6: I was deciding between pushing him down the stairs, poisoning his coffee, or just wrapping my hands around his puffy jowls and squeezing the life out of that decrepit monster. I'd reach my arms out like this, and just
2: squeeze.
3: <laughs> sorry to interrupt, but do you know what you want, or would you like to see a drink menu?
6: Uh, hi, I, I, I was just stretching. And I'll have a whiskey on the rocks. Actually make that a
3: double. Could I have some matches? I think I have a book on me. Yes, here you go. You smoke? Used to. Chewing on
6: matches helps me with the cravings.
2: I'm usually opposed to smoking, but in your case, I'd encourage it. Another round for you two? I'll have another.
5: I'm fine, thanks.
2: Come on, have another drink with me.
5: I'd love to, but I can't. I have to leave soon for dinner.
2: Be right back. Dinner with whom?
5: So, Brian, what did he have you doing today?
6: More like, what Didn't he have me doing research, summarizing cases, updating the files? I'm going to be happy when this trial starts, and he's in court
2: every day and out of my hair. It'll only get worse once the trial starts. So, did you finish all the summaries? Yeah, yeah, they should all be there. What do you mean, should? Are they done or are they not? Yeah, jeez, they're all there. Look, while it's true that Coop is your boss... Our boss and an asshole, you need to remember that I am also your boss, and you should start acting like it.
6: God, I need a drink. Excuse me? What did you just say? Nothing. I I mean, I I said... (laughs) I know. You're right. I agree that you're my boss.
2: It's just... different. Oh! I'm so glad that you agree that I'm your boss. Please, tell me how it's different. Different than what? Different than Coop being your boss? Yeah. You're a junior associate at a major law firm. That means every single attorney who is senior to you is your boss. Chris here, he's also your boss. Is my being your boss different from Chris being your boss?
6: Uh, yeah.
2: Oh, I wonder what the difference is. How am I different from Coop and Chris? What could possibly be the difference?
6: Oh, God, it's not because you're a woman, if that's what you're getting at. Please. I am a feminist. (laughs) The difference is that Chris isn't grilling me right now while I'm trying to relax. He's at least going to let me have my drink first, whenever that may come. And you're not. has nothing to do with your penis deficiency. Where the hell is that waitress?
2: Maybe I'm a little irritated because while you may be done for the day, I have to go back to the office after my drink. Drinks? After my drinks, to draft a brief based in large part on your summaries. And I'd feel better about it if the associate we had working on this case, i.e. you, took it a bit more seriously. That's not fair! I agree that working for Coop can be horrible. Is always horrible but he is still a brilliant man and the best lawyer I've ever seen. And while you have no doubt suffered through the past three months working for him, you poor, poor little man, I have been working under him for almost 10 years and 25,000 billable hours. And while it has been excruciating and I have had zero social life during that time, I'm the lawyer I am today because of it. And when I was a junior associate, I never left the office before the partner for whom I was working
6: you're not a partner.
2: Come
5: again? No. all righty then. (laughs) No, I want to hear what he said. Hey, 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 enough. Let's all calm down and try to relax. We've all been under a lot of stress lately because of this trial, and I think Heather made some good points, and Brian heard them, and will take them to heart. Right, Brian? Right. See? Great. So, let's relax, have a drink... And talk about something other than work. Sound good?
2: <sighs> fine. So, what'd you come up with?
6: Come up with what?
3: Here you go. So sorry for the wait. Your plan to kill Coop.
2: Oh my god.
3: And nothing for you, right? I'm fine, thanks.
2: Who are you having dinner with? I'll be right back with your waters. Why did you say that in front of the waitress? Say what? Uh, what's your plan to kill Coop? Oh, please. She's not paying any attention to what we're saying. Well, if Coop does turn up dead,
6: we're gonna have to kill the waitress, too.
2: Here's your waters. (laughs) 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 Nicely done! Tell me about pushing him down the stairs. Don't worry, she's out of earshot. That's the way I was leaning,
6: except I'd snap his neck first and then push him down the stairs, make
5: sure the job is done. Oh, I like it. Going the extra mile, taking initiative, thinking outside the box. You are going to have a bright future at Coop and Williams. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.
2: Let me ask you this, both of you. This is a serious question. Do you think you'd actually be able to murder our boss, Frank W. Coop, and get away with it? Are you always this intense? Like actually kill him? Yes, like actually kill him. Think about it, a lot of crimes go unsolved, even murder. And I'd guess that most, if not all, of the criminals getting away with these crimes aren't the brightest bulbs. So, instead of common criminals, what if the murder was carried out by someone well-educated and highly intelligent? Someone like me and, to a lesser extent, you two. Hey. Look, I think we'd all agree that I'm pretty smart, and I did graduate from Harvard Law School. And, Chris Miller, you're brighter than the average bear and went to Columbia Law. No Harvard, but still pretty good. And, Brian Sandford, you... Well, you went to Brooklyn. But you clerked for a federal judge, so I guess that's supposed to mean something. Sheesh. What did I ever do to you? And we've all studied criminal cases in law school. And we are highly trained in viewing situations from every possible angle. We'd know all the mistakes to avoid. Therefore, I believe that we could murder someone and get away with it. If we wanted to. It'd be a fun intellectual exercise, at least. So, what do you think?
6: I could. I could do it and get away with it. Interesting. Chris?
5: Uh, I don't know. Maybe? It works so well for Leopold and Loeb, you know, but it's not really something I like to think about.
2: Oh, can you stop being such bland milk toast and have an interesting opinion for just once? Jeez. So, Brian, you're confident that you'd be able to snap Coop's neck and throw him down a flight of stairs without ever being discovered? Yes, I, I am. Walk us through it then, you master criminal you. Where are these stairs? In our office building? Hmm. No. Too many cameras.
5: And they know when you come and go with these key cards...
6: Right. Too risky. I'd do it at his home, then. He'd let me in. I'd say I needed to show him some documents. And then he'd close the door. Snap! I'd do
5: the deed.
2: Mmm. There aren't any stairs in his home.
5: Oh. How do you know that?
2: I've had to go there too many times to pick up his comments to my drafts.
5: He made you go to his...
2: But stairs were only necessary when you wanted to make it look like an accident.
5: That's right.
6: I guess I could just snap his neck and get out of there before anyone noticed.
2: But what about his wife? She's always there. She doesn't work, she just spends his money like his first two wives. Oh, didn't think of that. You could take her out, too, I suppose. But now things are getting complicated, and doing it in their house is always risky, because you may inadvertently leave some DNA behind, like one strand of hair. Well, then I just... No... Or, or I, I guess I could... Oh. Not so easy, is it?
5: Why don't you tell us how you would do it?
2: Easy. I'd do it in the park. What park? The one near his house. He runs in it alone every morning at 5 a.m. I know. I've had to run with him several times just so that he could discuss a case with me.
5: You ran with him?
2: Yes, Chris. I've run with him. I ran with him just a few weeks ago. Bless Did you read my draft summary judgment motion? I did. Did you have any changes?
4: No. No changes. It was perfect.
2: Oh, wonderful. Glad to hear it.
4: You sound surprised.
2: No, I just assumed you called me here to discuss the draft.
4: I said it's perfect. Nothing to discuss. I wanted to talk trial strategy. If we lose summary judgment, do you think we should settle?
2: Oh, well, if we don't settle and go to trial instead, well, they'll end up paying hundreds of thousands in our legal fees, if not more. And they'll be exposed to possibly hundreds of millions in liabilities, but I but think But our
4: that- client is too stubborn to settle. Exactly. Good. We're of the same mind, as usual. Wanted to confirm. I'm going to have Chris argue the summary judgment motion.
2: Uh, But I wrote the motion. Chris hardly knows the issues.
4: It's not personal. It's strategy. The judge will respond to him better.
2: Oh, oh my God. Coop, are you okay?
4: I'm fine.
2: You don't look fine. I'm going to call an ambulance. I
4: said I'm fine. You don't listen. That's your problem. Let's keep running. Chris will handle the argument, but you'll be there with him. Nobody knows the case like you do. What did you guys talk about?
2: Oh, just a few changes he wanted me to make to the motion. But the entire park was empty except for us. And he runs there every morning, usually alone. There are no security cameras, and when he's alone... He runs with headphones on and listens to classical music. Mm. There's a stretch of his running path that is surrounded by dense bushes. It'd be the perfect place to wait for him. You could grab him as he ran by and take care of him in the bushes. No one would even hear him scream. I mean, it happens to women all the time in this country. Why couldn't it work on a feeble, old, abusive man? Mm. You could cover his body in the bushes and be out of there by 5.30 and still get to work on time. It would be days before his body was discovered.
5: Whoa. God, you're intense. Well, this has all been incredibly fucking disturbing, but I really must be going.
2: Oh, your dinner. You never said who you're meeting.
5: Just work stuff.
2: With whom? Why are you being so evasive?
5: Just Frank and Wilbur.
2: You mean Frank as in Coop and Wilbur
6: as in Williams? Yeah, Coop
5: and Williams.
2: Wow, I've never had dinner with, well, the firm's managing partners. Are they making you partner? They're making you partner, aren't they? Heather,
5: Coop just asked me to dinner with him and Wilbur. That's all I know. I am sure it's nothing.
2: Right, right. Probably nothing. Congratulations. Hey,
6: could you not mention to them what what we talked about
5: here tonight? You mean your plans to kill Coop? I'll be sure to keep that to myself. Ah, oh, great. Thanks. Oh, crap! I don't have any cash.
2: Uh, don't worry about it. I've got it. I don't watch. To... I've got it.
5: Are you sure? Yes. I'll get you next time. Have a good night, you two.
6: Funny, don't you think? What is that we're talking this whole time about Coop and then Chris is going to have dinner with him.
2: Hilarious.
6: Well, I should go to uh, I'm exhausted. How much do I owe you?
2: It's fine. I've got it. You sure? Brian? Yeah. Just leave. Thanks, Heather. You're
3: a great boss. <laughs> Looks like
2: they left y'all alone. Can I close you out, or did you want something else? They told me they weren't making anyone partner this year. That I needed to be patient and sit tight for a year or two. That my time would come. Chris is two years my junior and half the lawyer. Why him?
3: Another martini?
2: Why not me?
3: Here you go. You look like you could use this. It's on the house.
2: Welcome back. Sit wherever you'd like. Just the usual for all of us. And put a rush on it. Oh, I need a drink like I've never needed a drink before. I know what you mean. Me too.
3: Matches. Oh, thanks. I'll get your drink started. Should I bring waters? Just booze. Stat. Got it, got it. I'll be right back.
6: I, I can't believe it. It's, it's like a bad dream that I'm not waking
2: up from.
5: I can't believe that he's dead. And that he was killed exactly the way you described. To a T.
2: What are you saying, Chris? Are you really accusing me of killing Coop? You should be careful about making accusations like that. I, for one, have an alibi. I never left the office last night because I was stuck fixing all the summaries that our worthless associate prepared. My alibi is all here in this key card. Where were you? You were with him last night. You could have been the last person to see him alive.
5: You got me, Heather. I killed him. I'm a murderer. I snapped his neck last night and went from a bland, milquetoast corporate lawyer to a savage killer. Another example of your shining brilliance. And why would I do that when Coop was going to make me a partner? You, on the other hand, certainly had a motive. You're seething from being repeatedly passed over for partnership. That really burned you up inside, didn't it? You sacrificed the last ten years of your life, and he took complete advantage of your willingness to please. You have no friends, no relationships, no children, no family, and for what? What did that get you?
6: Maybe it was just random. You said he jogs there alone every morning. Maybe someone else was planning this for a while. I'm sure we weren't the only ones who wanted to kill him. Jesus, Brian, I for one did not want to kill him. You know what I mean. He's made a lot of enemies over the years. Maybe it was just a robbery gone bad, or maybe his wife did him in. All I'm saying is that it's possible it was just a coincidence that he was killed the day after we talked about doing it. Or maybe the waitress did it.
2: She probably heard everything we said. Or maybe you did it. You seemed pretty eager to prove that you could get away with killing Coop last night. And after three months of constant abuse from him, you got drunk and then you got revenge. That's a story the police would love to hear.
6: That's not even funny.
2: I'm serious. Where were you last night? What's your alibi?
6: I was asleep. On my couch. In my suit.
5: Hello? I'm just down the street. Why do they want to talk to me? Fine. I'll I'll be there in 5 minutes. The police. They want to ask me a few questions.
2: I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure it'll be fine.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Of course.
2: Chris, you might want to get a lawyer. I'm serious.
6: I I didn't do it. You believe me, right?
2: Oh, don't worry. I don't think you're capable of doing this.
6: For most people, I take that as a compliment. But from you, it feels like an insult.
2: I don't even care, Brian. I don't care about any of it. I don't care that Coop is dead. I don't care if you or Chris did it or didn't do it. I just don't care. I'm just tired.
6: I think Chris did it.
2: Brian, what did I just say?
6: they weren't going to make him partner. I went to meet Coop this morning in his office to talk about the case summary. Sorry about those, by the way. And obviously he wasn't there. So I waited for him outside his office, you know, in that little space between his office and William's office. Hey, Betty. Is Mr. Coop available?
2: Oh, hi, Brian. I'm sorry, but Mr. Coop seems to be running late this morning. I'm sure he'll be in any minute. He hates to be late. I know he wants to speak with you, so why don't you just take a seat? So what?
6: While I was waiting out there, I overheard Williams talking on the phone.
1: Yeah, well, Coop and I had our dinner with Chris Miller last night. Right, that's the one. We gave him the news that he won't be making partner this year and that it'd be best if he sought other opportunities. Yeah, he's a smart guy, but what are you gonna do? This year's been tight. His response was surprising. I mean, they're always disappointed, but usually professional. He actually shouted at me that we were making a big goddamn mistake. Stood up and stormed out. Yeah, I expect he'll come crawling back into this office any minute to apologize. You know, he could still be valuable to us. I've been trying to steer him to that general counsel position at our client, DB Capital. If we can make that work, his loss will be our gain. So, do you have a minute to talk about tomorrow's meeting?
2: Williams said all that? He did. They were counseling him out. Ah, That's what they
6: call it. But Chris said just now that Coop was going to make him partner. He was lying, Heather. Oh,
2: they were counseling him out. I wasn't passed over. Not this time. Coop meant what he said to me. Just sit tight, he said. He was going to make me a partner. Oh, God. Uh, I should probably
6: get back. I'm guessing the police will want to talk to me, too. And I probably shouldn't be drunk. <laughs> hey, Heather?
2: Yeah, Brian?
6: Do you think that I should get a lawyer,
2: too? Oh, Brian, we're all going to need lawyers before this is done.
3: Here are your drinks. I don't know. Where'd everyone go? I didn't
2: take that long, did I? They left.
3: Scoot over a bit, would you? Oh. Okay. Hope you don't mind if I sit down next to you. I have been on my feet all day. And I think I'll have one of their drinks. It'd be a shame to let it go to waste. Oh. Mmm. That is good. Cheers. Uh, aren't you supposed to be working? Are you allowed oh, to just... please. Everyone's taken care of. Hell... All these people come in here every day for happy hour to blow off steam and drink away their stress. Well, sometimes, I need to do the same. You wouldn't believe the stress I'm under.
2: With all due respect, while I'm sure being a cocktail waitress is stressful in its own way, I have a feeling that it doesn't quite compare to my current situation. My job is highly stressful on the best days. You're a lawyer? That's correct, at a prominent firm and a actually... Partner? Well, no, not yet, but soon Soon? I, Great. I've been promised. Promised? <laughs> That's
3: wonderful.
2: I, what I'm trying to say is that it's stressful enough on a regular day, but today is no regular day, because just a short while ago I was informed that a colleague of mine, well, my mentor actually, passed away this morning in a tragic fashion. Poor old Coop. And so if you don't mind, I'd really like to drink my drink alone and- Wait, what did you just say? Did you say coop? I mean, how
3: do you even... Sweetie, I get it. It's not easy. We're just two professional gals trying to get ahead in this rat race. Not easy at all. You in law, me trying to make it in acting. Now, that's stress for you. A woman, mid-30s, going to auditions every day. The constant rejection for parts that are way beneath me. But how did you know... You wouldn't believe the things they say to me. Too old. Not pretty enough. Boobs too small. Butt too big. It can get downright brutal out there. So, I was about to quit when my boyfriend says to me, give yourself a role by writing your own script. (laughs) Like, writing a script is a piece of cake. I'm not a writer. I told him I didn't even know what I would write about. And you know what the genius had to say? He tells me to listen to customers' stories at the bar. I thought... Well, that's not the dumbest thing he's ever said. But then he said, not just listen, but really listen.
2: You know what I'm saying? I don't think I do.
3: He hands me one of those little tape recorders and tells me to put it under a table at the bar and record people's conversations. (laughs) The things he comes up with. Can you believe that? Mmm. That was yummy. I should probably have this other drink, too.
2: And did you?
3: Did I what? Mmm. Wow, these drinks are strong. No wonder why people like coming in here.
2: Did you record conversations in here? (laughs) No,
3: silly. I can't give away all my secrets. Besides, we're here to talk about you. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You were saying that your mentor was murdered. Oh, I don't think I said that. Poor, poor Coop, killed in a park and just how you described it.
2: To a T. Look, I don't know who you are or what you may have heard, but I did not kill Coop. I don't think you did.
3: Okay. But it sure would be bad if it came out that you predicted his demise the way you did. I don't know if you see it yet, but I think we're gonna become good friends. Cheers.
2: Happy Hour was produced by Missing Link, written by Sam Roseme, directed by Hal Schild, and edited and mixed by Janice Rivera. Performed by Charlene Sloan as Heather,
5: Michael Reed
6: as Chris, Sean Byers as Brian, Elizabeth Replogle as The
2: Waitress,
1: Peter Halverson as Coop, Richard Hildebrand as Williams,
2: Melissa Dunlap as Secretary. Original music by Chris Bordeaux and Micah Buteau. Subscribe, download, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or visit us at BetweenActs.show. Between Acts is a Missing Link production, a podcast media company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content.